Hey guys, welcome back to the Office Industrial Connection Show. I am your host uh, again uh, today, Cody Payne, talking with uh, who we call the great uh, Yona Weiss with Madison up in New Jersey. Uh, he's a uh, phenomenal individual. Uh, he's helped us out. Me and a lot of the guys here, he's actually helped us out on uh, knowing and understanding social media a little better and, and getting our presence, but that's not his main uh, that's not his main job. Uh, he's a cost segregation specialist and a good friend of mine. And, you know, we love Madison, uh, title company out here as well. And uh, I've done some good business with those guys. And so, uh, when he came on, I said, I am interviewing this guy. This is mine. I'm taking it. And so, uh, you'll hear from one of the other guys next week. And I hope you liked Blake McCool's show last week, uh, with, um, Chris Sullivan, great attorney out here, Texas guy. But anyways, back to, uh, back to what we're doing. Yona Weiss. Hey, thanks for coming on my man. Thank you, Cody. It's a pleasure to be on the probably the up and coming biggest podcast that's going to be out there in the real estate world. I just I believe that. I believe that. I don't see why it wouldn't be. My mom watches it. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But hey, go ahead. Give us a quick overview uh, of what you do um, over there at Madison. So I, we do cost segregation. In fact, Madison Specs is a branch of Madison Commercial Real Estate's one of the largest real estate servicing companies in the country, doing title, 1031 exchanges, et cetera. But our company, Madison Specs, is cost segregation. Um, we're the biggest national company doing this, all 50 states, done over 16,000 studies. Uh, what cost segregation does, and in those 16,000 studies, by the way, I should mention, we've helped tax uh, property owners save over $3 billion in taxes. So it's pretty good. Um, what cost segregation is, is a weird name for probably the coolest tax deduction that exists in the tax code. So in, in a very simple form, it's depreciation on steroids. Okay. So if you know what depreciation is, that you get a tax deduction from your income tax just because you own a property. Okay. So think about getting, you know, five to time, five to 10 times that amount of deduction uh, front loaded into the first five years. So basically that's what we're doing. We're accelerating portion of depreciations in the property by segregating out, that's the cost, segregating the assets in the building into different categories that depreciate on faster lives in a nutshell. You know, yeah, it does to me, (laughs) but you know, um, I will tell you, we, so we encourage a lot of people to look into a cost cost segregation uh, analysis and, um, you know, some people that are short-term holders kind of choose not to, I mean, what would you say as far as if someone's looking at either short-term holding or long-term holding, what is kind of the best route that you would go or you would advise? If, if to say they own a, like a mid-rise office building. Right. The, you know, short-term, long-term is a relative term. So I like to say like, if you have holding a property for over, over two years, okay. So two to 10 years, that's like the sweet spot where you're going to get to maximize your tax benefits. Uh, if it's a flip, a short-term hold, less than two years, I'd say usually doesn't make sense. And a long-term hold, it also may not make sense. However, what we do is, is you know, the best of both worlds. Is even before you engage a conservation firm like Madison, we'll provide an upfront analysis, no cost, of what your potential tax savings tax benefit will be. So you can already see up ahead of time comparison. If you were to just do straight line depreciation, not take any cost segregation deductions, 
versus if you were to front load this deduction to take those, and we'll show you on a chart basically what the difference of that would be and what your net tax benefit would be by doing that. And it's always, I mean, like I said, if it's over two year hold, it's, it's almost a no brainer. Any property purchased for over a million dollars, it's basically a no brainer. And y'all do it for office, industrial, multifamily, self-storage, retail, all commercial product types. Everything. The only type of property that conservation does not apply to is your personal residence. Yeah. Okay. So if you own any type of investment or business property, and here's something a lot of people don't think about, you know, it's a lot of times relegated to investment property, right? Real estate guys who are buying buildings, but what about a business owner? Okay. Let's say a doctor who owns the office building that he's working in or a factory that they own the warehouse or they own the, the facility that they do the manufacturing, they don't consider themselves real estate owners. They consider yeah. themselves business owners. They happen to own the property in which they work out of. That property itself is eligible for cost segregation. And on the business level, you can take major uh, tax deductions. Yeah, no, and you know what's funny is we, so we deal in a lot of uh, sale lease backs uh, mm -hmm. sometimes with companies that own their office building or industrial facility. and. You know, I think a lot of times for those guys, it's very, very important, especially because they're operating there. And so they've kind of got, you know, a couple things going on. And, uh, you know, especially if they're looking to eliminate debt off their balance sheet or, or whatnot reason for the sale lease back, it's, I think that's very important for them to look into. Absolutely. Tax, income tax is probably one of the biggest, if not the biggest expense that any individual or business actually has. I mean, if you think about it, 25, 30, 35% or more, if there's a way to, you know, reduce that significantly or even eliminate it, like why would you not try to look into that and figure out how to do that? I, look, I, I think it's, <laughs> I think it's a no brainer, but you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, getting the, a lot of these owners to understand it. And, you know, some of these guys that think that, Oh, you know, I'm a short term holder and, you know, but a lot of people think short term means four years four or five exactly. years uh, because that's a lot of the notes that uh, you know, are done mm -hmm. on office and industrial. You know, the last one we just placed was a five year with a 25 year AM. And so uh, you know, I think that they have every intention of selling it before that note is up, but they consider that a short term. Um, but how long do you think uh, for like say a hundred thousand square foot office building, how long does a study typically take for one of those buildings? Right. So what we do is, like I said, first step is we'll send a free estimate. Then once we engage, we'll send one of our engineers to the property on office buildings and industrial, like larger office building, 100,000 square foot. It's going to take a little longer, maybe take a whole day. Yeah. Um, maybe That's two not days. bad though. Yeah. It, it depends on, you know, how many suites there are really is what it comes down to because the engineer is going to come into every suite. He's going to have to go walk the entire premises, the entire property, taking pictures and measurements. And with that data that he's collecting, he comes back and then creates the study, which is analyzing every detail of the property. So, you know, instead of depreciating the property, like on a 39 year schedule, okay, we break down the main structure of the building. Okay. That's what the, he does. The main structure, which depreciates on 39 years and other assets like furnishings, fixtures, any type of, you know, cabinets, desks in an office building, carpeting, even wall coverings and things like that, or partitions depreciate on a five-year schedule. So we're going to collect all the data, create that study, placing 
those assets into the faster category. Basically, that means million dollar property, you're gonna say, hey, 10% of that, 15% of that is actually this five-year property. So you can take $100,000, $150,000 per million dollars of investment and take that as an upfront tax deduction. Uh, so that's what we'll do. It usually takes about six to eight weeks for us to complete the entire process of the site visit, completing the study. We make sure to review it four times. You know, we have a, a whole team of engineers and accountants that are, uh, that, you know, that's what we're doing. Are, are y'all having a lot of trouble getting into buildings right now? Right now we've kind of, you know, since the, uh, you know, the, yeah. you know, everyone's been on lockdown. We've kind of just taken a back seat. Uh, on this, um, not doing too many site visits at this time, just because nothing's really open. And it's not really a rush that people need to do right now. It's something yeah. that people need for tax, for their tax returns. So it happened to be kind of the perfect time when this, uh, when this came, because for the March and April deadlines, everyone already, already had their stuff done. And then the, the, the government gave an extension to, the July, to July 15th, from April 15th. So people have time. Uh, so we have not done any actual site visits outside of the tri-state in new york new jersey area where our main offices are located even our dallas engineers and houston engineers that are local here uh we haven't sent them out just to you know wait till the everything pass starts opening up again yeah and you know we've got a couple buildings under contract right now and uh having to navigate a little bit to you know get the appraisals done and whatnot, but, um, you know, uh, still able to do it. You know, I was going to ask you, how has the recent uh, CARES Act made a difference for cost segregation in you guys? So it's actually been an incredible um, amendment, basically, to the tax code that took place in the CARES Act that was a mistake when they had the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act two years ago, back in 2017, okay. three years ago already. Uh, there was a mistake that was made something that's called qualified improvement property. And they, they made this mistake and they left it for basically three years and didn't come back to it until someone had the, you know, the, the, uh, you know, the consciousness to, to actually amend this in yeah. the CARES Act. What this did was as follows. Any commercial property, okay, outside of residential, outside of multifamily, any type of commercial property that has done significant interior improvements to the property after the acquisition, okay? So you buy an office building, you build it out, okay? Yeah. All of that is called qualified improvement property. This is a new term that was coined in the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, but they made a mistake and they didn't uh, give it what it meant to have, which was rectified now that says it's now 15-year property instead of 39-year property, which depreciates on a long time. All yeah. of that interior improvement is on a 15 year schedule, you can accelerate that depreciation. But here's the catch it. All of that is also eligible for what's called 100% bonus depreciation. Bonus depreciation means you can take all of that amount and deduct it in the first year, okay? As a first year tax deduction. So if you bought a property in 2018 or 2019, even if you bought it beforehand, but you, excuse me, you bought it beforehand, but you did improvements to the property in 2018, 2019, you can now go back and you can take 100% of those renovations that qualify as the interior improvements. Okay, it doesn't include elevators, doesn't include roof, doesn't include you know, um, major structural components, but anything like furnishing or anything that's cosmetic, all of that can be 
deducted 100% from your taxes. So this is huge. Literally, this is helping people save, you know, millions, if not billions of dollars in taxes this year alone. Well, and see, guys, that's why I've been telling you, Yona is the king of cost segregation uh, because of what he knows on that. Now, how come they can't do that in multifamily? I'm actually curious. We only sell offs in industrial, but, you know, we get a lot of multifamily uh, people that buy our, our assets and people that, you know, own office and industrial will buy multi How come they can't get that? Well, actually they can. That's the, okay. that's the whole thing. But that was written into the tax cuts and jobs act that okay. residential property, that properties can do, you know, if you're buying a property, you can take 100% bonus depreciation, but it had something specific about qualified improvement property that was specific to commercial buildings. And they were meant to write that into the code two and a half years ago. Okay. They messed up. They made a mistake. It was basically, a, I don't know if you call it a clerical error, whatever it was. There were a yeah. lot of articles, a lot of ink spilled on what happened with this, you know, QIP. What was going on with that? And we waited and waited, waited. So multifamily can get this. It's a different category. It's not called qualified improvement property. It's just called improvements, renovations. If you do that, you can take 100% bonus depreciation on gotcha. that as well. The multifamily guys have been killing it the past couple of years because of that law. Really. Well, I mean, crushing. Uh, well, and I know you were out here um, a while back ago for a multifamily. I mean, you know, multifamily out here has been exploding. And so, right. uh, you know, uh, but I hear from a lot of those guys. I mean, you can only flip those things so many times, even in Texas. So, you know, I'd be very curious to see how multifamily looks over the next four or five years. But I don't know. I don't know if I told you this. Uh, probably over the past three years, we've had more people that have owned multifamily uh, buy office and industrial from us than probably 10 years combined prior. Why, um, what, why is that? What's the well, it, I think it's simply because the, you know, multifamily market out here is, is so competitive. The cap rates have, have just, you know, been compressed so much and, you know, the office industrial sector, I mean, you know, our cap rates are, are much higher. Um, you know, I know several people that have multifamily projects that have their own management company, uh, that have bought office from us. They run the office with their multifamily management company. Really? And they say it's actually much easier because they get no calls after five. Is <laughs> um, to where multifamily, you know, they're more prominent, you know, right. after after hours, and so uh, they love it. The returns are good, you know, um, and so it's you know educating a lot of those guys uh, on the on the office side and the industrial side and, and how to work it. But uh, but yeah, it's been a, a very active class lately. And so you know, I want to ask you this uh, since you are with Madison. I mean. What are you seeing kind of in the marketplace as far as, you know, asset classes uh, that are still active and moving and trading and, and people are still active in? And what are you seeing kind of struggle right now? Because, you know, over here, you know, we've got retail guys, we've got self-storage guys, we've got multifamily. And, you know, I know our retail guys are um, seeing some struggles on the right. service-oriented retail, which what's interesting is three, four, five years ago, everybody started buying mostly service oriented retail because, you know, they wanted Amazon proof or internet proof tenants. Those are the ones that are getting hit the hardest right now. Now I believe they'll come back and, you know, people are going to go back and get a haircut and, you know, I, guys here, I mean, you know, I had to convince the, we, we still, a few of us still come into the office and I had to convince the uh, security guard downstairs that these guys aren't homeless. They work here. They just haven't been able to get a haircut in forever. So, <laughs> Uh, but what asset classes are you seeing still kind of moving uh, all across the board? Yeah, you know, during this uh, this whole COVID, this whole pandemic situation, I think everything has taken a hit. 
everything yeah. slowed down the entire economy and people are not working uh, or are they working? Deals are not happening. And there was a really a, a period of time. I think now it's lightened up a little bit, but there's been a period of the past few weeks that, you know, government offices have been closed. The lenders aren't, aren't lending. Um, the, you know, you want to get title pulled, but the county clerk is closed. Yeah. You can't do anything. So you really, I have seen multifamily still pretty active. Uh, I'd say more than anything else at the, in, from what I've seen, just because, you know, in the end of the day, people still need a place to live. Everyone's living somewhere. Yeah. And, and often, you know, more often than not, especially these guys who are syndicating, uh, if they've had experience and they've been through the, you know, a long time, they, they were through the last downturn, um, in 2008, 2009, they know that this is just a, you know, it's just kind of a, a, a blip in the, uh, in the graph and it's going to come back strong. So they want to yeah. get in there and try to find the deals right now that are, uh, you know, those people who aren't experienced and that maybe took too hard of a hit or maybe they were over leveraged or whatever are going to fall out, kind of drop out of this race. And those more experienced and more solid operators are going to coming even stronger. And I think that's true across every industry. That's just what I've seen. Yeah, no, I, uh, I agree. And, you know, I think it will be, a lot of people say it's very similar to the 2008, 2009, but you know, the difference is, is back then, you know, I was still selling office industrial. It was so difficult to get a loan. Now you can still get a loan. I mean, we're just steering people away from these larger banks. Right. Um, and so, you know, we just did one deal and it was with the, it was with the local bank. And I mean, yeah, you know, at one point I had to go, you know, Liam Neeson from taken, uh, you know, to get a few things done to find some people, but, uh, we got it done and, um, you know, things are still moving forward. And I think as Texas starts to reopen, I think a lot more eyes will continue to invest out here. But, you know, I do think that it will, uh, dry up and eliminate, some of the agents that have been, you know, coming into the industry, you know, uh, even across the U S I, I know that many parts are over brokered. You know, I think there's like six or 7,000 residential agents in Dallas, Fort Worth. Wow. I mean, yeah, that means I can throw one and hit like four. <laughs> and so, and, and, but what is key right now is, you know, representation, having that agent that knows what to do during these times mm -hmm. and, and so that's where the good ones will come out and, and, and continue to, to uh, you know, do well and strive. And, you know, the ones that uh, are just, you know, there for the money or have their own interest at heart, you know, I think you'll see a lot of those guys kind of fall out. But, uh, no, it's very, very interesting. And I think as we move forward, I'm, I'm hopeful it's not going to, you know, it's not going to be a light switch uh, like it was turning off, mm -hmm. coming back on. Uh, but, uh, I think it's going to be a, a slow progression, but I do feel good about the rest of the year and I feel that, uh, things will start to come back around and, um, you know, we're doing a lot of good, uh, advising of clients and, uh, helping some of these, uh, guys that have tenants that are struggling, you know, uh, understand how to get the SBA loans instead of just asking for, uh, free rent or rent reduction because the Austin industrial sector, you know, is so much different than multifamily to where those guys are really needing to cut, you know, uh, breaks for some of the tenants that, you know, right. rent multifamily. And, but on the Austin industrial side, you know, we, we tell these guys, you know, we help them say, Hey, go call this lender, fill out this paperwork, do this, go to, you know, disasterassistance.gov. And, um, you know, uh, I know several people that have got that loan. 
And there's a lot of people that, you know, haven't needed it. My father runs a logistics company out here, so they ship freight all over the U.S. And uh, his business is doing very well right now, Um, you know, so, but uh, he, they can get the loan, but, you know, he's an old school farmer and uh, he doesn't want any assistance from anybody, you know, Mm -hmm. so he's just that kind of guy. But, uh, but no, you know, so um, how do people, you know, get a hold of you? I mean, obviously, I spout your name all the time and, and I, and I do believe within the next five years, you and I will have a show on NBC. It'll be Cody and Yona basically driving around in a cop car, busting, busting criminals, uh, you know, across the U S but how do people get a hold of you? Where do they go? What's the website? I'm going to put it on all of our social media as well. Yeah. Put check me out on LinkedIn. That's the best place to find me. Um, you can check out madisonspecs.com. You want to learn more about conservation or, my personal website, which is under construction right now, should be up in the next week or two, yonawice.com. So, yonawice.com. And you got a show coming out too soon. And we you? got Weiss Advice launching in the next Weiss couple of weeks. Advi- was that the one that I thought of? <laughs> yeah. There's like three or four people who want to claim, uh, want to claim uh, that as uh, their idea. But yeah, it's probably I think, you. I think it's probably yeah, you. I can't, yeah, I think it was. I think I also did Getting Rice with Yona Weiss. <laughs> And so it's, twi- you just, it's twice as nice. With yeah. <laughs> twice as nice with the owner one. Well, good deal. Well, Hey man, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, always appreciate you. And uh, I know you're doing your um, uh, thing in a, in a few hours later today on LinkedIn. And I know me and a lot of the guys will, will be on there watching it. And uh, you know, we love upping uh, our social media game and, and you've helped us out a lot. And so I do appreciate that. And uh, you know, Hey, Thanks very, very much for coming on. And guys, stay tuned for next week's episode. Not sure which guy will be on it, but I'm sure it's going to be a great guest. And uh, I think that's a wrap, my man. All right. Thanks so much, Cody. Thanks a wrap. In regards to all the guys. Yeah, absolutely.